hosted by Jason Bryan and providing the latest insights on telecoms trends from around the world. This is Rocco Radio. You're listening to The Big Interview, brought to you by Rocco Radio. Blockchain is becoming a much-heard term globally, but how does it affect operators and vendors in the roaming and interconnect space? Well, on a recent trip to Tel Aviv, I was lucky enough to meet Nick Renikas, Director of Product Management at Tomia, who gave us some really interesting insights into what Tomia is working on and how it's going to affect the industry in the future. I do believe also that now the settlement, that's the low-hanging fruit, but it's also where there is the smallest business case because it's all about operational efficiency that you want to reach and dispute management and getting the money in faster, right, and all of that. But if you really go to the use cases like fraud or identity management yeah. or these IoT as a lane management, as I said, that's that's when you see the real the real benefits coming. Well, it's a real pleasure to be here in Tel Aviv uh, with Nick Venikers. Did I say it correctly, Nick? Yeah, that's correct. My name is uh, Nick Venikers. Uh, thanks for having me here, Jason. Oh, actually, we are having you here. <laughs> but uh, being part of your podcast, uh, I'm Director of Product Management within Tumia, um, responsible for a fraud analytic portfolio, but also new technologies. So we're focusing really on blockchain and machine learning technologies. Very interesting. Yeah, we're going to cover blockchain in this podcast. Um, but first, before we get on to that, can you tell me how did you get into telecoms? Uh, me, myself, you mean? Yeah. Or, uh, um, well, I'm in telecoms now for... 12, 13 years, I think. I started in in Orange, Netherlands, uh, where, ah. which actually I interviewed some people there during my uh, thesis in the university. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had contacts then, and then they invited me to come for an interview, and that's how I rolled into telecoms. So I did actually telecommunication and innovation as a study in oh, Eindhoven wow. in the Netherlands. And, they, uh, and then I was part of their wholesale team, let's say, that we were responsible for Interconnect, premium SMS still at that time, uh, MVNO billing and settlement, and also the roaming team. Okay. And via billing and settlement, actually, I was in contact with uh, one of the clearinghouses, uh, Mac, and then they called me up and, you know, via via, I rolled into that business. You just gave me your whole history within uh, two minutes. It's going fast. But why, did you, why did you decide to get into telecoms as opposed to, I don't know, Opening a restaurant. <laughs> I I always I always liked from from little on over already uh, being on the edge of new technologies, new innovations, and combining that with uh, go to market uh, commercial initiatives and those. So always on the edge of technology on one hand, business on the other hand. Uh, so actually, from from day one in my university, I knew. That telecoms was at that part really hot and innovative. It's still innovative a lot, but you see a lot of people in the university also now taking more directions. Uh, so I always wanted to go into telecoms, and it worked out like that because I started interviewing them. My thesis was already also on telecoms and voice over IP and all of these things that played at that time. And yeah, that was always my passion. Okay. Yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah. Once you get into telecoms, it's very hard to leave. There's, it changes so much. It's very dynamic. You want to move with the times. And as such, that's why we're here, because yeah. blockchain is coming. Uh, so how did you get into studying blockchain on behalf of Tomia? Um, well, Tomia was formed 
uh, earlier, well, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, as a combination of uh, two companies, uh, Starho Mac, who was always into billing and settlement data clearing, financial clearing, and network value-added services, and Telarix, which was an interconnect billing settlement optimal routing provider. Uh, I myself come from the Starho Mac side. Um, and we have always been product leaders in those those areas. So yeah. we're investigating new technologies, you know, what is happening with NBIoT, what is happening with 5G. And blockchain is one of these technologies where we believe uh, it can help us to optimize the billing and settlement processes, but also can help us in, when we look further as a bigger vision to really become a kind of automation tool uh, where it actually throughout the supply chain, you know, from agreement to a live service to the billing and settlement. Uh, so we started studying uh, blockchain from from that perspective and how it can help. And we see that many studies also showed, you know, they always use it, the clearing house as an example because you're that yeah. central trusted party in the middle, but everybody wants that decentralized and trusted. Um, you know, and if that helps optimizing that business, if the use case is correct, we believe that blockchain should be used there as a technology. Yeah, no, for sure. That's like the obvious go-to thing when we think about blockchain and roaming, whole sort of roaming. But um, what specific blockchain proof of concept work or uh, projects are you working with Intermia these days? Yeah, well, well, first of all, the the premise of Telarix and Starhome Mac coming together in one company, Tomia, was that we really see a convergence also in interconnect and roaming. Um, with roaming going more to billing and charging evolution, right, where it's all about sending billing statements and, you know, reconciliation, but on a billing level, aggregating records, it becomes very similar to the interconnect side. And we believe that if operators want to invest in in blockchain, then we need to look, start looking into carrier. You see big operators already moving several uh, departments, the roaming department and the interconnect department, in many cases, to the same leaders. And from that perspective, we also want to start looking at, you know, what can an interconnect settlement product then really bring? How can we optimize uh, this, the, the discount deals management, both on the interconnect and on the roaming side, can that somehow work together, right? Uh, fraud, can we start looking at that uh, from that perspective as well? Because everything generated on the mobile from an end user it still goes through the international channels there. Um, so those are one of a few use cases that we started working on. We're working very closely uh, with our partners. So just to introduce them, because we didn't have the blockchain knowledge ourselves. Uh, and since we are part of a bigger group, the Vista, Vista Equity Partners, uh, we started looking within that, that group who would be the right partners for us to start cooperating on blockchain to get that knowledge in-house and start building that knowledge together. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the reasons why we started working early last year also with Microsoft, with the Azure platform, R3, which is then our preferred ledger technology, and KPMG that helps us also with the integration there. Um, then we started integrating working together with the GLF, Global Leadership Forum, and the GSMA. The GLF really started focusing on interoperability in the industry so that you could still have a multi-vendor system. Mm -hmm. uh, so we worked very hard with them on the first uh, use cases, uh, being part of these MVPs that have been defined, and also working with operators on the other side to look at uh, POCs. So the POCs that we're looking at, just to, to focus on that, the first one is settlement. Uh, settlement, interconnect and roaming we're looking at. And the second one is, is fraud. So what you see with fraud, it's mentioned by a few big carriers. Uh, what they want to do is they want to create and use blockchain as a kind of trusted environment where you can actually start tracking the transactions. 
And by tracking those transactions, you can also, in theory, see mm-hmm. where something went wrong. Like, for example, a short stopping of a call, a call to Cuba, but it didn't go further than the UK. You can then hold your last partner in that chain accountable for the fact that it didn't go to uh, to Cuba. So those are the use cases that we're looking at. That's very interesting. And as a leading DCH, FCH, SOR, what's your vision for blockchain in the future? I mean, beyond these POCs, what, how do you imagine the future to be in this sector? Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> it's a difficult question. It's a, it's, a, it's a very difficult question. It's something that we're brainstorming on more or less on a daily basis. Um, what, what I do see happening, and leave aside a little bit, maybe DCH, FCH, or it's interconnect, but what you see happening is that on the also departments of operators, they have more and more agreements that they need to manage. And where previously, for example, on the roaming, it was more uh, one size fits all. Uh, you know, you have an agreement that covers all the traffic based mm-hmm. on usage, and that's how we charge, but which discount model you have or not. I do see that in the future, uh, this will be diff- different, right? With all the IoT devices popping up, maybe new enterprises, even with 5G, they have different slices, different SLAs. You might have different wholesale tariffs there. Uh, so for me, the, the big vision that we have on, on blockchain, if an operator decides to go with that kind of technology, is that it, it becomes a kind of that, that supply chain that we talked earlier about to yeah. track that transaction. So we see it really going from an agreement which could be a discount deal, you know, what we currently have on the roaming side. It could be in a complex deal on an interconnect side, or it could be a deal with an enterprise uh, where you have a specific SLA with, right, for IoT devices or whatever. And then what we have, we have three components, right? We have the interconnect settlement, the roaming settlement, but we also have network services right now. We we are really strong in with direct links into the network where we can steer the service that a subscriber has, uh, the coverage that he has, which networks he can go to, on which services he's able to do. So we believe that it could help us in theory that we have the agreement in one hand, this discount deal, then give them the right service immediately provisioning the network, what is there, and then do the settlement dispute management and billing. Now, having said that, that's the vision. You know, we don't expect this to be in the beginning where you see right now everybody focusing on is this billing and settlement because I think it's still the basis. You need to have this agreement in place. You need to have the billing and settlement in place. So for us, if we're really looking at clearing, goes from BCE to maybe intercarrier settlement to this full wholesale partner management solution. It's a really uh, amazing uh, idea for the future. Um, yeah. but, but right now we're at the very beginning of this yes, whole blockchain exactly. story. And what yeah. do you think the, the challenges are in terms of advancing to this kind of vision of wholesale roaming in the future? Yeah, well, I, I think the, for us, I think the, the main question, I think there are two main issues actually in the, um, that we're looking at the blockchain. I think leaving aside those two issues, I think a lot of people talk blockchain and blockchain is a solution for everything. I think blockchain is just a technology that we should leverage if, it's, if it is the right answer for a specific problem, right? And right now we're, everybody thinks blockchain is the solution for everything. Uh, so we need to be clear that there's a right proper use case for it. But having said that, I think right now, let's say that it is, it is the right solution for uh, settlement solutions of fraud, um, we do see two things. Uh, the first one is uh, we really want to, and that's why we're working with the GLF and the GSMA, uh, we really think we should go for an open ecosystem. Um, and that means, and that's a problem right now, previously, you know, if you're looking at TAP, we all agreed on a, on a CDR format, 
that operators had changed with each other. No, not really a big thing. It was a format, right? Now we're talking about a technology. And the technology blockchain can mean different things. You have Ethereum, you have all these different ledger technologies. We ourselves, we want to go for R3 for our reasons. Uh, we see competitors that go with Hyperledger. We see other people that go with Ethereum. So if you want to realize this open, eco open ecosystem where you have a multi-vendor that makes sure that there is competition so that you have a freedom of choice, these technologies should be interoperable with each other. And, and I think that's one of, that's the first of the big problems that we see right now with blockchain that we try to overcome. That was one of the big topic points in the Global Leadership Forum on the Interconnect side to see how can this start working together. And I think it's still a problem that we need to fix because you choose a ledger for a certain reason, right? If you if you make it work with another one, then you lose that specific mm. specific reason. So we need to see as an industry how that will how that will involve and how we will react to that. Um, the second one that we see is that operators are invested, have invested quite heavily in uh, existing systems. So on the interconnect side, it's you have a billing system that you invested in. It's there. It's working. Yeah. It costed you a lot of money, right? You maybe not want to change immediately. On the roaming side, you are invested in your in your clearinghouse, or at least you will have a lot of agreements that are still tap based using the old technology. So we need to make sure that when we move to, if everybody, if we agree that the use case is right and the business case is there for you as an operator to move, that you can do that gradually. So, for example, on the interconnect side, we have things like IX Link that is managing your agreements. Where on the roaming side, we also have something deal analytics that is managing your discount deals. That needs to start cooperating with a with a blockchain-based solution. The other thing that you can think about financial clearing, right? If I do stuff on TAP, I do stuff on BCE or maybe BCE over blockchain, will there be one invoice in the end? How, how do you do that? So you need to make sure that at least in the first years you have this gradual transition or you can even have a hybrid, hybrid situation where you run both old and new at the same time. So and I, I think to, to over make sure that working with the industry bodies like GLF and GSME is, is important from this perspective because that's where everybody comes together. And then you do the POCs to actually prove that it can work or not work, right? It can also be an outcome. Yeah. And this vision that you have, that you shared with me, yeah. do you have an, an idea of when or estimate mm. of when we could be looking at the, that future. Well, very difficult to say in most yeah. projects, right? It, it, it's very difficult to say. I think 2020 for us is still a year of POCs and we're focusing mainly on these settlement uh, parts and, and conversion. And I think then it will become reality. Um, but this further vision, um, it, it depends, right? You have, you have things like IoT devices that already require an IoT and an, a, a proper SLE and a, a proper proper framework in which you as an operator provide that service. Uh, if that's something that we could provide, maybe that's a standalone thing. I'm not sure how fast that will be connected and I'm not sure how eager operators are also to automate everything from yeah. beginning to end. We see that they are under pressure in terms of resources, but still full automation that goes, that that's, that's the next step, right? The next level. So I don't know. I think it's a vision that we have that we need to try out in the market and that we're actively developing now. One question which has come up uh, a couple of times is uh, in this blockchain format, in this new blockchain world, of course, um, we, we're very focused these days on security. We're very aware of, of uh, 
our tech, our, you know, for example, we have signaling firewalls, we have all kinds of uh, uh, security measures, let's say. For blockchain, there doesn't seem to be much of a risk in terms of the system being hacked. Or do you agree with this statement? Um, well, it, it's supposed to be a very trusted environment. Uh, the reason why we have chosen for R three one of the ledger, our our ledger partner is that they are very advanced and they have actually working solutions uh, within our, the same group of operators that we belong to from Vista on banking level fintech. So it's very trusted. They build in all these security layers. So this is why we chose to start working with them. I think other ledgers have the same. Uh, so they're very secure from that perspective. I think we do need to discuss it properly when we start talking about this interoperability, when different ledgers start uh, to work together, that we ensure that this security is not compromised. Right, and, and one of the things that they're, for example, discussing on the in, the in the GLF with those operators is to see, is there an industry body that decides who can access the access the blockchain or not? We need to think carefully if, if how, and how far that body should be that central body, right? Because that's exactly yeah. what we want to go against uh, with blockchain. But but those are things that people are people are talking about. So I think within your solution that you have as a vendor, it's very secure uh, as a solution. If it starts working to the rest of the other ones, and we as an industry need to make sure that it's still secure. One area which has been very uh, interesting for us is to to see the emergence of cryptocurrencies. Of mm -hmm. course, we're all aware of of Bitcoin, but there are over now over two thousand cryptocurrencies. And it seems uh, Facebook, uh, everybody wants a piece of the cryptocurrency pie. Um, do you think SDRs, special drawing rights, this currency, let's say, which we convert everything into in the industry, could be a cryptocurrency? It, it's difficult to say. Uh, some of the use cases we are discussing is about in, instant settlement. Um, so instant settlement even means that you have already your discount deal integrated into that and you can do it on a monthly level. Um, there will be operators for that are in favor of this. There will definitely operators that are not in favor of this, I would say, in terms of mm. being as fast as you can, although it might be an optimized way of doing it. I don't think it matters then that much if it's a cryptocurrency or not on a wholesale level or if it's tokenized mm. or whatsoever. So I'm not sure. There will definitely maybe solutions that will try that out. Um, but I, I don't know if it will be it will be the future on the on the wholesale level there. I think it works if you have an agreement, a billing relationship with each other, and you agree on which currency you use, it will work. Um, if you use a cryptocurrency and everybody's using the same and that's widely adopted, of course, then it's easier. But you still need to fund into that currency, right? If you still need to have some funding from you if you are net payer every time that you go into that cryptocurrency. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it will. Listen, if, if it makes sense and it gives the right business case for you as an operator to do that, then maybe it will happen. But if it's not being widely adopted, I, I don't know. Should, should uh, we be paying each other in Bitcoins? <laughs> we can. I'm not sure what is the difference if I have 0 0.01 Bitcoin. That's so expensive yeah. nowadays. But... Uh, um, no, I recently uh, I was recently in the market for a car and one of the options was to oh, pay really? by Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. No, I think from a retail perspective, we get all these different options, and whether it's a token or we have a wallet or uh, somebody gives us some some coins from one or the other, and we can pay for it. 
if it works, it works. I think operators are a little bit more traditional, probably in being each other on that level. But I, I don't know. Let's see well, just some answer. just some ideas. Um, do you think MNO should have their own cryptocurrency? I mean, beyond wholesale roaming, beyond more on the retail side, when an operator is established in the market, when they're offering a number of services. Mm. We heard some some discussions about the potential, you know, of an operator actually having starting its own currency. If Facebook can do it, why wouldn't a mobile operator do it? No, I, I agree. I think in, I think it depends probably on the region where you are as an operator, what type of users you have. But you as an operator, I think what they what we all what all the operators try to do is they want to have a very strong customer connection. Yeah. Right? And with all these over-the-top players and all these services that everybody can access now via their mobile phone, uh, operators want to avoid that they just become this connectivity provider. So, mm-hmm. so if and you have this billing relationship with your end user, which is extremely strong. So, if you can start leveraging that for other services, I do really believe that in in certain areas where where you already checked all your subscribers and you can give them tokenized uh, solutions or cryptocurrencies, could could definitely work. Well, it seems like there's a big trend for mobile wallets and even uh, DCB direct carrier billing mm-hmm. is an option today in, in for yeah. many operators. So just uh, to try and imagine uh, how an, an operator can differentiate themselves. So with blockchain being useful, let's say for end-to-end supply chain management, some people consider that many blockchain use cases uh, need IoT to succeed. Um, we heard a couple of scenarios. What's your view on how blockchain may evolve for roaming IoT, if you have one? Um, no, I definitely have one. I think yeah. IoT is one of the key areas where we're looking at. I, I think the question, maybe we should ask ourselves a different question, because is it really relevant if blockchain will succeed as a solution for IoT? I, I don't know. You know, it, For me, it's not an objective to make blockchain succeed. I do think that we can use blockchain to serve these use cases and then it will help the operators to do it but i don't have a target that says you need to have a blockchain solution there Uh, but it definitely can help and i think for iot i think iot is driving quite a lot of change right now on on in the industry you know having all these devices with a very a lot of a lot of data sessions but almost no cost is everybody rethinks and what are the models that i should be using for it you know, with all these IoT devices that probably need a different kind of SLA and they have different behavior, you need maybe different management of that. Uh, so there are definitely use cases, not only on billing and settlement, but also on IoT SLA management that we're looking at for, for as a blockchain use case, right? It's, it's, it's typically, like, like we said earlier, it's to track all the transactions, but also track the service levels that you're getting. You know, that you have this smart contract, they have this smart agreement, and... You want to make sure that your IoT device in the end actually gets that gets that as a lay that is promised to you, or that the other one he wants to check that he delivers what he promised to. Mm. Uh, so I think blockchain can definitely help there and gives clarity immediately to everybody that that as a lay is actually has been managed. So I think IoT is definitely changing the industry, and with five G and the slicing, there it will definitely be even in, in a different story. Uh, and and I think blockchain can definitely help there. Sure. So, a random question I'm going to throw in here. 
we we should be using blockchain in the future. In five years' time, blockchain will be part of wholesale roaming. How how do you feel? Do you feel? Um, do you agree with me or? No, I agree, I agree with you. I th I think we will have use. We will have definitely use cases, and I think we are defining those use cases now. That blockchain will be the solution that people are using. Uh, I think you know, as an operator, it's an investment because you get a kind of blockchain-based uh, solution in use. So you need to start looking at that you have multiple use cases that can be used by that same blockchain platform or solution that you have. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we believe, for example, that interconnect and all interconnect roaming and you know other wholesale services they come closer together because they have the same kind of workflow with also service levels. So as an operator and as a vendor on our side, we're looking across that spectrum to bring the most optimal solutions for you. I do believe also that now the settlement, that's the low-hanging fruit, but it's also where there is the smallest business case because it's all about operational efficiency that you want to reach and dispute management and getting the money in faster, right, and all of that. But if you really go to the use cases like fraud or identity management yeah. or these IoT as a lane management, as I said, that's, that's when you see the real the real benefits coming. And in terms of next year, the long-awaited 2020, what is your plans in Tomia for 2020? Um, I think we're focusing mainly on three areas, I would say. 5G is one. Um, I think Volte, we more or less did. All our products are completely Volte capable. And uh, 5G as a product leader, I think we need to be ahead of the curve. So it's, it's crucial for us to invest in that area. The second one is settlement um, across carriers, roaming. Uh, roaming for sure, you know, BCE has a big impact on us as a company that we're actually, we have developed a big part of that. I think we will see slowly a transition next year going into that direction. Uh, for blockchain, looking at settlements, POCs will continue uh, both on the interconnect side as on the roaming side. And we, of course, hoping that it will, uh, will converge. Yeah. And the third one is that you do see NB-IoT and IoT services rolling out more and more. So, for example, on our network capabilities like steering of roaming, we are actively looking in narrowband IoT. How should we serve that? On the settlement side, we are looking at a, how should we segment that? On the deal management side, we're looking really at segmentations. We have that already implemented. How can you have a different deal for M2M or IoT and how can you have a different deal for, I, for B2B and how can we forecast that, simulate that, all of that stuff. So those are the three areas that we as, as Tumina are mostly active in for 2020. Are you excited about it? Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. No, I think it's the first time, if we're also talking to roaming managers, there's so many new technologies coming at us at the same time. Yeah. You know, we're looking at... You know, I would have forgot to mention machine learning and AI. It's it's actually impacting how we're looking at fraud solution, but also how we how we do segmentation, right? We do a lot in IoT detection. A lot of operators are coming to us for IoT. Can you tell me what is actually happening on my network? So we're detecting for them exactly which machines are where. So right now we just have the machine detection. We do it based on machine learning, but we also do it based on you know normal algorithms that we have but you see as the next step is that you want to know for these machines what are they actually doing is it is a smart meter is it a tesla car or whatsoever so these are the things that th this ai blockchain 5g you can name it right nfv that we're rolling out now it's it's exciting times for sure wonderful well thank you very much nick for inviting me to tel aviv it's a real pleasure to to meet the team and to to get to know you better thank you very much great to have you here jason
We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look out for more Big Interview podcasts in the coming months. If you're an MNO or a vendor, you might be interested in taking part in our Genesis event, May 19th to the 21st in Seville, Spain. With initiatives like Lion's Den, Rocco 100, the Innovators Research, we'll be brainstorming the industry's challenges and opportunities, and the floor will be open to new ideas for our industry. In the evening, we'll also be hosting the Visionaries Gala, giving away over 40 awards to people and companies who the industry has recognized. We hope to see you there. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to The Big Interview from Rocco Radio.